Are you ready to dive into the powerful truth the Kingdom of Heaven has for us? Let's join our host, Ruth Hendrickson, for Real Truth with Ruth as we dive into the Word of God. Hey everyone, welcome. We're going to talk about when we're struggling with um, unbelief, when we're struggling with little belief, when we know we need to have great belief, when we're struggling with the demonic, we're actually going to go into Mark 9. And this is where we have this loving, precious, loving father who brings his little boy to Jesus because the demons are, are it has this mute demon that's acting out by actions. Okay. And so, so we have what looks like an epileptic seizure, to be honest with you. It's, it's the foaming at the mouth, throwing the boy to the ground, gnashing his teeth and his body becomes rigid. So, so what the demon's doing is it's actually throwing the boy into a seizure. Now, because I mentioned epilepsy, let me just make it real clear. I'm not saying that epilepsy is always demonic. I am not saying that. So please don't put that in here. I'm just trying to give you a visual as to what was happening. Now let's get some of the backstory in there. Okay, what, what, what just prior to this, Jesus was actually up on the Mount of Transfiguration. So he had three of his disciples with him. He, he just gets transformed before their very eyes. Mo- Moses and Elijah come and join them. And, and while this is all happening, what's happening at the base of the mountain is this father bring, has brought this boy to the disciples who have walked with Jesus, who have been sent out, who have done signs, wonders, and miracles, including deliverance. Okay, but they're unable to deliver this little boy. Just breaks my heart, doesn't it? It's like, how many times have we stepped into a situation where we have not seen the power of God manifest, where we haven't been able to bring the the attributes of heaven onto earth? Okay, and that's where they're at. Now, of course, gathered around is the crowd and the religious leaders. And whenever we have the crowd and the religious leaders and the disciples or the crowd and the religious leaders and Jesus, we have an argument going on. There's some form of controversy. So that's what Jesus and and the three disciples come down off the mountain to is this controversy, this argument happening surrounding the inability of the disciples to set this little boy free from the demonic. Okay, so they come down. Now, again, what would happen? um, The spirit was a mute spirit, so it wasn't verbally speaking out, but it was speaking out by actions. And so, again, it would throw the boy to the ground. It would make him foam at the mouth and gnash his teeth and make his body become rigid. Now, you're saying, what does this have to do with unbelief? Because this is we're we're going to get to the father. And this is that so many people under know this verse, like they may not know the story around it, but it's like, this is the father who cries out, Lord, help my unbelief. Okay. Or help my, as, as the passion says, help my little faith. All right. And so I want us to learn from this father, as far as how we respond when we're struggling with issues of faith, when we're struggling of issues of belief, because what happens is there can be something in front of us that looks totally insurmountable but God. It looks impossible, but God. And how we respond in that moment is what we can really learn from this amazing father here who loves his son so much. So um, as Jesus begins to talk to the father, a number of things happen. One is that the, you know, the, um, the father gives him a little more information, actually tells him that the demon will throw the boy into fire or water. Now, I want you to remember something, and this is really key. The demonic will always try to take center stage. Okay, they want the limelight. They want the spotlight on them. They want all the attention. 
Because when they get all the attention, then we forget our power and authority. We forget who Jesus is. That really, they honestly, the demonic like to put on a show because they want the center stage. The demonic want us to believe that there's so much in control that the individual who they've possessed, that there's no hope for them. That they'll never become the man or woman that God calls them to be. And if we get intimidated by that, then we cease to bring the kingdom of heaven onto the face of this earth. Okay, and our faith gets impacted. And again, we're, we want to take this. We, we are looking heavy on the demonic with this and on deliverance. But I really also want you to hear how we handle the moments when our faith seems too small or we don't have the belief that we need to step into what's in front of us. Okay, so um, a key, again, remember the demonic will always try to destroy the image of God. And this boy was created in the image of God. Okay, unbelief will always hold us back from God's intent. Okay, unbelief like pulls us the wrong direction. And so how we respond when we're struggling, because we all struggle. Okay, I have a couple situations in my own life where I finally just sat back with the Lord the other day and I'm like, okay, I don't understand these. Yo, know, it doesn't match up with what your word says. Like it, it doesn't match up with what you say is possible. So I need you to help my unbelief. I need you to teach me. I didn't ask for the why. I asked for the lesson. Lord, I want you to teach me so I can grow, so that my faith can grow. Because although we need to have the faith, and so many, so many well-meaning pastors have said, well, you know what? If you have any portion of unbelief or if you have any place where your faith struggles, that equates unbelief. Yes, God wants us to be sold out to the very core of our being. But faith is growing faith like the mustard seed. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, well, the mustard seed is not meant to stay in seed form. It's meant to grow into this bush that becomes a covering for so many other animals and whatnot, okay, for birds. And, and it's it's meant to grow. You see, God gives us faith. God gives us a measure of faith in a seed form that is meant to grow and become a covering for the world around us. But if it has to grow, that also tells me that it's a process. Okay, so we we don't naturally have the full scope of faith. It grows. We have to nurture it. We have to take care of it. Okay, we have to understand where we're going with all of this. Okay, that's that's the process. That's That's the journey called life. That's walking with the Lord, hand in hand with the Lord. And so... You know, what happens is, is, you know, this father is, you know, this argument's going on as they come down and then this father and Jesus have a conversation and, um, and the father finally says, he says, as he's, he's explained everything, he's like, but, but if you could do anything, basically saying, if you could do anything, if you have compassion, help us. Okay, but if you can, you see what impacts us, impacts those around us. So like what was happening, the, the demon, the way that he had possessed this little boy was impacting the father. It was impacting the community. It was impacting this moment right here as Jesus was being confronted. And you see, 
he he's just like he he didn't in, in this moment he didn't even see that he had any issues he he's just looking at jesus and going but but like you know can you just hear the pain and the passion of the father and in verse 23 jesus goes and he says um I want to read out of the passion. He says, what do you mean if? There's somebody here that the Lord's saying right now, what do you mean if? What do you mean if? If you are able to believe all things are possible to the believer. You know, and then verse 24 says, when he heard this, the boy's father cried out with tears, just heartbroken, saying, I do believe, Lord. Help my little faith. So many Translations say, help my unbelief. Help my little faith. I really like that. I like that translation because, again, the Lord's given you. He's given me a seed of faith. And sometimes that seed isn't big enough for what's in front of us, but that's a growth point. It doesn't mean it's impossible. It means it's a growth point. And that's where we cry out and we say, Lord, help me to grow. Help my, my Help this little Lord right now. I speak life into this. In your name, I speak life into this little seed of faith. I need more. I confess that I need more, God. I don't have enough. Lord, I don't even understand this, God. Help me to understand. Help me to grow. That I could be the person you've called me to be. You know, Jesus is always aware of what's happening around. And and I, I believe wanting to protect this precious father and this precious little boy. He sees that the crowds are running like they there's Jesus. OK, let's see what's going to happen. We've been arguing over here. We've been, you know, uh, kind of over here doing our own thing. But wait a minute. Jesus showed up and and there's this conversation like what's going on. And so Jesus saw the people coming. You know, they're running is what it says. They're running together. And so he rebuked the foul spirit, saying to you, mutant deaf spirit, I command you in the name of him to come out of him and to enter him no more. Don't just come out, but you can't come back. You can't go and get seven of your cronies and come back. You can't come back at all. And of course, the spirit at this point finds a voice and cries out and convulses him greatly. And, you know, I'm sure the crowds were going, oh, Jesus can't set him free either. The disciples couldn't do it. Jesus can't do it, you know. But I think Jesus was standing there just going, hmm, show's over, grand finale, show's over. Jesus wasn't getting sidetracked by the shenanigans because he knew what he carried. Very important. Never get sidetracked by what's going on around you, whether it's the demonic or something in the natural, when you're walking hand in hand with Jesus. Never, ever, we can't afford to allow ourselves to have our eyes taken off Jesus. That's what it comes down to. We can't afford to get sidetracked. So the spirit comes out, but it left them. This kid is good as dead. And Jesus, you know, I find this interesting. It, it appears that Jesus didn't immediately reach down because it goes on. It says so many said he's dead. I, I think Jesus took a moment there. Like he wanted the crowd to see his glory like i i just find that interesting but jesus he he bends down just just see the loving the compassion and jesus looking ahead to the boy's destiny and his future 
I really believe Jesus was doing that. Like he was speaking life into him in a greater degree than people realized. So again, going back to the passion translation, I love this verse 27, but Jesus stooped down gently took him by the hand, raised him up to his feet. And he stood there completely set free, completely set free, completely set free. In his right mind, ready to walk into his God-ordained destiny because of Jesus, because of Jesus. You see, faith recognizes is that that little seed of faith is actually large enough to recognize that um, nothing can hold Jesus back, but it's a struggle. And I want to be honest about that because it is a struggle. I struggle with it. I know you guys struggle with it. And, um, you know, again, that father's response when Jesus is saying, we're backing up now a little bit in the story, but when Jesus is saying, you know what, you know, if you only believe, and that father's response that he cried out, that term cried out is used 10 times in Mark. And it's always that strong, emotional, guttural outburst. Like I'm at, I'm at the end of my robe. I have nothing left. It's only you, Jesus. I can hear the father just sobbing out the words and how often have we done that? You know, some of you guys have faced some really difficult situations where you've stood on the word of the Lord and you've cried out, you've cried out, you've cried out, you've cried out. And you haven't seen the miracle. Now you're on the other side trying to, to bring understanding. And a lot of you get stuck in the why question. And I would move from that um, because that's when we ask the why question, it's like, you know, if this father had said, why is my boy possessed? It's kind of like wanting to get on the jury panel and to judge whether or not what's happened is is right or wrong if if Jesus didn't come through the way that we wanted him to come through. I I think the better question, the healthier question would be to Lord, Lord, I just I just need to grow in who you are. I need to grow in my understanding of who you are. You know, can you teach me through this? I'm going to give up my right to understand. I just want you to teach me. I just want you to teach me. Again, this father, you know, as he cried out, he didn't care that there were people around. He didn't care that there was a crowd gathering. All pride was gone. The only thing he could do was admit that he had a lot of growing to do, that, that he only had a little bit of faith, and that little bit of faith needed to grow. You see, here's the key. When, when we struggle with little faith or unbelief, and we don't know how to bring these things together, we're not seeing what we know can happen. We bring those fears and we bring those doubts and we bring the frustration all to Jesus. He already knows. It's not that we have to hide him, but we need to take that time and go to Jesus and, and, and process and say, Lord, man, I hurt right now. I'm confused right now. But God, I need you to turn this junk in my life into fertilizer that grows that seed of faith. You know, sometimes um, we have some fields around here and I'll be out driving every once in a while. You know what? I'll drive it through and certain times a year and it just reeks. Why does it reek? Because they put manure on the fields. A natural fertilizer so that the plants can grow. 
And the hard things of our life, I don't want to say the junk, but the hard things, the things that we don't understand, the the growth points, the the things that we want to demand the why, the answer to the why. You know, in the hands of God, it's it's like those those painful, those heart-wrenching, confusing situations. He takes them and we we may never know the why, the side of heaven, the why it happened. But what he does is he takes them and they become like, if if we let him use them, they can become like that manure going on the field. They can become fertilizer that helps our faith grow, that helps that seed grow. Or when we become stuck in our unbelief or our little faith, then it becomes like a vault. And the sunlight can't get to that seed that needs to grow, even in the midst of the challenge. You see, this father, he had a little seed of faith that he brought the boy to the disciples. That seed of faith was challenged when the disciples couldn't do the deliverance. I'm sure when he stood face to face with Jesus, that little seed was feeling a lot of pain, a lot of disappointment, a lot of frustration. It comes out in his words. It comes out in that cry. It comes out in the butt. Jesus would not allow himself to be sidetracked by the demonic. He wasn't sidetracked by the crowds. He wasn't sidetracked by the religious leaders. He knew what God was having him do. He knew the doubts. I'm sure even the disciples were doubting at that point. Like why they go to him later, actually, to unpack this, to process it, to learn. That's what I'm saying. You don't let your failures define who you are. You go to the feet of Jesus and you say, okay, what do I need to learn? Help me to grow. That's what the disciples did when, when um, you know, later on they asked him in private. We go to that closet. We go to that quiet place. And the disciples say, why couldn't we cast out the demon? We say, Lord. I know there's, I say, don't ask the why, but they, they, they're like, basically, let me, let me rephrase that a little bit. Cause when you're, when, when we're struggling so much, it could be why, why, why this is the way this is phrased. It's the training question. Lord, help us to grow. Lord, help us to grow, help us to grow, help us to grow. You know, um, I've shared this before, but there's a young man who has a traumatic brain injury and, um, it's a church that I visit every once in a while, and and his caregivers always bring him. And, uh, you know, last time I was there, we cried out for him. My intercessors were sure he was going to be healed. I was sure he was going to be healed. He wasn't healed. He missed his van going back to to the center where he lives because we were all so sure. We were all pressing in. And I remember that night, just I, I was heartbroken. I, I'm just like, Lord. You know, help, you know, I don't have anything. I was supposed to preach the next day. I did preach the next day. Um, But I'm like, what do I I even have to offer? Like, I I just, you know, 
And uh, I remember the Lord just gently saying to me right now, you have to choose where you're going to stand. Are you going to stand on my word? Or are you going to walk away? Because what you believed would happen and what you know could happen didn't happen. And I, I'm like, Lord, teach me. Teach me. You just teach me. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. I'm even going to go preach tomorrow. And I'll be honest about my struggle. I'll be honest about the wrestling. But I'm going to stand. Because that little bit of faith needs to grow. And, you know, it's interesting. Whenever I pray for healing for anyone, Daniel's face is still in front of me. And I've seen people healed. And my, my prayer is that someday I'll see this young man healed. But in the meantime, I'm not going to get my focus off, whether it's demonic, whether it's a deliverance issue, whether it's a physical healing issue, an emotional healing issue, whatever it is. I have a God who moves mountains, and so do you. I have a God through whom nothing is impossible, and so do you. And so I'm going to stand on the word of the Lord. And like this father said, help my little faith. I like that so much better than help my unbelief. Help my little faith, God. The seed's not enough in this situation. The seed has to grow. So God, help that little bit of faith. You, you, you put the trauma of my life, the questions of my life, the grief of my life, the areas I don't understand. Lord, they can smell like manure at times. Lord, you weave them in so that that faith grows. Because the seed is not created to stay a seed. The seed is created to grow and then become a covering for others, which is where we bring heaven to earth. But we don't wait until like we feel that seed's big enough. Like the father with all his struggling still came before Jesus. We still come before Jesus. Okay. And we still stand on that. So Lord, Right now, we lift our little faith to you. God, help it grow. Help us to understand, God. Use the, the pain of our lives as fertilizer to help that seed grow because that's who you are. That's who you are. And we don't know how you can turn the bad things into good, but we know that you can because that's who you are. So God, we're just trusting you in the process. So, Lord, help us to grow. Help us to heal. Help us to not be distracted by the chaos around us. But to just be focused on you. And thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Please, um, hey, if you feel like you're stuck, if you just, you know, you've heard all this and you're like, yeah. I'm stuck. There's too much pain, too much grief. I want to invite you to check out the website, michelleministry.com, M-A-S-H-A-H, ministry.com. Um, that is the emotional healing and deliverance ministry that we have. And you can find out there how to receive ministry yourself. Um, you can also find out how to be trained. But I'll tell you, all of us have some areas that we need to have some cleanup done. So that's where you can find out, like I said, how to receive ministry yourself. It's where you can um, get connected to the International Mashaw team, which is my team that ministers around the world. Because we want to see you walk into your destiny. There's nothing that you have been through that 
that can keep you from that destiny. God is so good and so powerful, and he wants to redeem what has been stolen away. He's the rebuilder of the ancient walls, okay? He's the one who knows what was put within you, and he is for you, not against you. So again, uh, michelleministry.com, or you can go to the other website, ruthhendrickson.com, and just find out all the information. But remember this, God is for you. He's not against you. So don't get sidetracked by the things going on around. Intentionally keep your focus on him. And and we'll see that growth. We'll see that seed begin to burst out of its shell and begin to grow into a beautiful, beautiful bush that impacts the world around us because that's who our God is. So please share this. I think this is a really pivotal message for such a time as this. Please share it. And also put some comments, like it, rate it, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Um, we go back and forth between the YouTubes and the Facebooks and the podcast. So just keep an eye on all three. The podcast is Real Truth with Ruth, God's Solutions for Living. You can find it on your favorite platform for podcasts. And then, of course, we have the Facebook Lives and the YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Just look for my name, Ruth Hendrickson Ministries, and you'll find it. All right, there we go. That's a wrap. Have a great day. Be so blessed and be radically focused on who God is. Hey, everyone, before you go, just want to make you aware of a great training opportunity that we have coming up. We are going to be in Fredericksburg, Texas, February 27th through March 2nd. We're going to be doing the Mashaw basic training. We're going to be doing it live. So it'll be a great time to come together to learn. It's over 27 hours of instruction. We have practical applications in there, Q&As. We have time for testimonies. And of course, ministry. There is no better way to learn the Mashaw ministry model. So again, we're going to be in Fredericksburg, Texas. The dates are February 27th through March 2nd. How, where can you find all the information? Where can you register? Well, go to mashawministry.com, M-A-S-H-A-H ministry.com, and look for the line where it says, I want live training or in-person training. That will get you to the right, right spot on the website. Or you can also visit ruthhendrickson.com and look under events. I would love to have you join us. Registration is required so we have enough materials and can plan accordingly. But we would love to see you there. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to comment, like, review, and share it with others to help us reach more people. We also invite you to like and follow Ruth Hendrickson Ministries on Facebook or subscribe to the YouTube channel. We welcome your prayers and financial partnership to make this podcast possible. If you would like to financially support this ministry, please visit our website, ruthhendrickson.org.